Listener Production. For those who like their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, you mentioned a couple of days ago um, when we were talking about Ms. Andrea Medza from Mexico taking out the Miss Universe title. You asked, why what? has there ever been a Mrs. Universe? Yeah. Well, Ms. Metza is under... Oh, there's there's some... It's it's hot at the moment. Well, because you took it upon yourself to uh, do some research into the almost, beauty pageants, did you? No, they almost <laughs> stripped her of her title because there were pictures of her in a wedding gown with a male over <gasps> some beautiful cliffs in Mexico. Uh-oh. Right? And... Uh, and People were like, she's married. She's not allowed to do it. And so they were going to strip her of the title. Turns out they were just advertising the Chihuahua um, area. And it was just a tourism campaign with her friend. Right. (laughs) It made me me look into it. It was like, so what other details? Here's the thing. You have to be a Miss Universe. You cannot be married. They've only recently changed the rules where you're allowed to be a divorcee. But... (laughs) But As in, you are allowed to be a divorcee now. You, yeah, you're allowed to have been divorced, but yep. you're not allowed to be married, and you must never have given birth to a child. What? <laughs> yeah, right? Wow. So okay. apparently, if you've given birth, only the most wondrous thing that yeah. a person can do. One of the most glorious moments <laughs> yeah. in the reason why lives. we are all here today, yeah, you're not allowed to be the, you know, the the the, the poster child of um of our human race. Goodness me! And how did um Bell react when she saw your search history of um, Miss Universe stripped? <laughs> how did she like that? <laughs> she pretty stoked on that, or? <laughs> Well, let's get this podcast going because okay, I cool. need to get well, home and, well, and delete to... my history, my friend. That brings us to today. The National Partner Apology Hotline is with us again today. So uh, the partners of Australia are going to be getting their uh, just desserts, which is nice. And very happy to be getting Christmas in the studio. A lot of happening in the world of tech this week. So you're going to be ahead of the curve when Marshy's Tech up- Update joins us very soon. Should we get into it, Matthew? Let's do it, Mr. and Mr. Universe. <laughs> Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. My computer just crashed. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I can't do that. This is Marshy's Tech. That's right, with two nincompoops, it's very tough to keep abreast of the issues going on in the world of tech. That's why uh, Matt and Alex often get the help of their audio producer, Chris Marsh, to jump in the studio. Hello, Marshy. Hello, guys. What's been happening in the world of tech, man? Well, we, we do know that I'm an unashamed Apple fan. Oh, um, we know, Marshy. Because you hate money. Exactly. I actually said that as I was clearing, you know, I was joining in the cleaning revolution on the weekend and I made a very big decision. It was a huge decision in my life to throw out all of my Apple boxes. Oh, <laughs> Well, remember there was the TikTok recently. I saw a TikTok of a guy going, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can throw away your phone box. Yeah, that triggered me. How many many did you have? I had four MacBook Pro boxes. (laughs) Marshy, Marshy, Marshy. Uh, iPhone boxes, a couple of Apple Watch boxes. But do you know what? What we need is, you know already. how CD wallets, you could just like, you could put your CDs yeah. in them. We need old device wallets or some sort of filing cabinet for old laptops because I've got about five as well, but you don't want to get rid of them because there's 
There's stuff on there. There's memories. Didn't you have the e-waste pickup? No, but I don't want to get rid of my laptops. My laptops no. are like, that's like a safe of memories, you know. I don't know what I'm going to find so on there one day. So when you're like 70, you'll just have a drawer of... Of all my of my life, exactly, and I want to be a, laptops, and I want to be able to access them all. That's why, yeah, we, we need a we need a tech cabinet. Is, is that also part of the threw, news? I threw out a three point five inch floppy disk that I'm like, I'm just there's not going to be anywhere I'm going to ever be able to use this. So, but I'd love to know what's on it. That'd be interesting. All right, well, what's actually happening outside of your well, house? I was saying I'm an Apple fan. Yep. WWDC is in a few weeks, so we'll have some Apple news then. But this one's for Matthew because Google I/O was this week. Um, and so we heard of all Google's plans for Android in the next year and all their announcements of tech that they're working on. All right. What's, um, what is, well, first and foremost, what's the question? What does IO stand for? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> like, this one's from Matt. IO? I don't know. E-I-E-I-O? <laughs> well, IO is... <laughs> Old Matt Donald? <laughs> your IO on your computer is your in and out, so it's your ports on the back. The, ah. where the ports go in and the stuff comes out of the back of the computer. It Wait. could it could also be a reference to ones and zeros, binary language, computer language, IO. So Google announced what ports are going to be on the back of it their It is things. the name of their conference. Okay, so it's the name of Google's big announcement. What's coming up? Yes, so Android 12 is coming out later in the year. So it's when they stand up and go, here are all the features your phone is going to have uh, in when you get the next software update towards the end of the year. So they've got some interesting things, although we are now at a point in smartphone development where there's not a lot new, so they've just got to start mucking around with what it looks like on the screen. Oh, come on. Surely there's some new advancement where where you can, like, film a 3D movie on your camera or something, you know? Yeah, someone needs to add a camera, but the equivalent. Different coloured buttons is what they were. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what they haven't done? There's no camera on the side of the phone yet. Okay, there's one true. on the back, there's one on the front, there's one on the back, there's yeah. no side. I want 3D filming. No, like, you know, the virtual tour filming. Mm. Well, you can buy a 360 degree camera with twin fisheye lens. I mean it's not in <laughs> it's not in your phone yet, but those exist, Matthew. Well, yeah. But get with the you, times. Okay, you want camera development. They did showcase a piece of um, tech that's not in phones called Project Starline, which is in the world of Zoom meetings that we've all gotten used to in the last 12 months. Mm. It uses high-res cameras and depth sensors to create a 3D map of you, then unbelievable compression software because the amount of actual data that goes into creating a 3D map is huge. Right. To compress that data 100 times, send it over the internet, recompile it the other end and create a 3D model and then using these special displays called light field displays, it makes it look to the other person that you're just sitting in the same room as them. No, Marshy, this is not okay, all right? (laughs) The last thing I need is for people in my Zoom meeting (laughs) to know that there's a big pile of dirty laundry (laughs) behind me. I hide everything I can. They can look around you and see the laundry. (laughs) (laughs) The bed's unmade. There's a plate of noodles next to the pillows. I mean, come on. This is what we don't need. Because it would look like there's a sheet of glass in front of you, so the only thing I can make it think like it would be like doing a chat to someone in prison. Yeah, through the glass. Like, you've got a 3D person yeah. behind a sheet of glass in front of you. Look, that is cool, but until they come up with the technology to just mute or unmute 
and read your minds as to what you want rather than just have people like mouthing, can you hear me? Can you? What? Oh, I'm not sure what's happening. It's like just hit the microphone with the red arrow, with the red line. It's just like just know what we want before we could put it into words. Another camera development that they have said will be in the next edition of Android 12 is your camera will be less racist. What? So they have said that... Is that they how are, they worded it? No, that's not <laughs> how they worded it. <laughs> they have said that they're this mostly software-driven. They have now done a, a ton of research in how to better expose for people of colour. What, said, to, oh, to like get facial recognition and stuff like that? Facial recognition, but also just there is so much AI and software development going into the image processing when you take a photo now where it's doing stuff to lighten highlights in faces and stuff like mm. that, but it was all written for white faces seemingly. Oh, and they're saying my God. People of colour often will not have correct exposure on their face, especially if they're in a photo with non-people of colour. Well, so, well, well. Look are, out, world. A few thirst traps coming your way from Okine, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That's all that was stopping him was the <laughs> contouring of the buttock. Yeah. But now the technolo- we have the technology, Maddie. Well, speaking of Maddie's sexy Merkin photos, they are also in uh, putting in the feature to be able to lock certain albums behind a password and a thumbprint oh. so that you can uh, have secret yeah, albums fair that no one can see. Are they able to be named like boring homework or or various things like that? Tax records. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) AI, that's the future where everything is heading. A couple of years ago at Google I.O., they um, showed off Google Assistant making a phone call to book a hairdressing appointment for someone um, and interacting with the hairdresser not knowing that it was Google Assistant or Siri. I remember that. The hairdresser picks up and they're talking to... A Google Assistant. And the... (laughs) Wow, yeah. Okay. This year they showed off Lambda AI, which they're saying is very conversational and and it can look at all the data on the internet and present that data and information to people in a conversational way. And the way they showed it was it pretends to be things and then you can ask it questions. So pretend it's Pluto and have a conversation with it about itself as the planet. So this is what happened. Okay, here we go. Tell me what I would see if I visited. You would get to see a massive canyon, some frozen icebergs, geysers, and some craters. It sounds beautiful. I assure you it is worth the trip. However, you need to bring your coat because it gets really cold. I'll keep that in mind. Hey, I was wondering, have you ever had any visitors? Yes, I have had some. The most notable was New Horizons, the spacecraft that visited me. Wow. Absolutely (sighs) thrilling. Yeah, riveting. (laughs) But... Imagine being locked in conversation with Pluto all night. (laughs) You're at a party just looking over Pluto's shoulder like, anyone else here I can talk to? It's it's definitely one of those ones where it's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and you just go and sit in there for a while and then come out. Old Pluto's still banging on in the corner. Um, But I guess my thought was we need to worry about They're now teaching them to be conversational Mm. and to... 
and the the version that called the hairdressers a couple of years ago threw in ums and ahs and things like that to make it seem like it was a real person thinking on the other wow. end of the phone line. So we are not far away. We you know there's deep fakes everywhere and stuff like that where we're going to have to be very careful because we're not going to know what we're talking to. We get it, Marshy. We're going to need to find new jobs soon. All right, the <laughs> podcast. I mean, imagine how many no. podcasts is going to be when robots get involved. What? <laughs> No, until AI, you can have a conversation as a Jamaican goat. I don't even want to hear about it, okay? Uh, But that's incredible stuff, my man. Anything else before we let you out of here? All right, one last thing. Disney today, there's been rumours for a couple of years, but they showed off what they're calling their first real lightsaber. (gasps) Not real, but what it does is, it's quite interesting, as you turn it on, it does extend out of the handle. The light does. And the way it works is two widened strips of plastic that function like tape measures are extended by a motor and wrap around a series of LEDs and come out until the sword is extended. Whoa. So it is a lightsaber that comes up and then retracts back into the handle. You can't buy them. Where you will... You can't buy them. They don't cut anything. Um, it's a complete waste of time. Well, they're made but by you can Disney. have a conversation with one. <laughs> Hi, I'm a lightsaber. They're made by Disney R&D, so you know they're going to be high quality and they're going to be pretty cool. Like They're coming from the film department. Mm. Where you will be able to play with them and what they've debuted them to show off is at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is opening next year at their... Disneyland and Disney World resorts. And what it seems to be is it's like, well, it's a hotel. It's a two-day experience. You stay in it and it's like you're getting on a cruise ship, but you're getting on an intergalactic cruise ship. The whole thing is a ride for two days. It's a two-day ride. You get on it. Your room is on the ship somewhere where you stay. While you're on the ship, you eat in the dining hall with all the other people that are staying on the ship. Um, you look out the windows, it's space. Um, you can go to the training centre and play with the real-life lightsaber that they debuted today. So wow, it's a whole two-day Star Wars experience. Matt O'Kine, can I we, truly can we did please not know? send you there and do the podcast live from the Galactic Cruise Ship? Do you know what? I'm probably going to go to hell when I die anyway. I don't need to go early. <laughs> please. Please spare me while I can still enjoy myself. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Marshy. That is awesome. Really great to get the update. Thank you, guys. Uh, looking forward to uh, chucking some thotty shotties up um, very <laughs> soon. correctly with exposed, my- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, with nice exposure. All right, cheers, Marshy. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Matt, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's National Partner of Quality Hotline. Are you ready to go? Oh, well, I'm sorry to anyone who's had to listen to this. <laughs> Just having a that little... is it. No, not at all. That's the good thing about All Day Breakfast. It is a live radio show whenever you want it. So that's good. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I could be singing. I could be dancing. I could be... Beatboxing. Oh, 
both our favourites. Uh, or you could be apologising for the horrible things that you've subjected your partner to this week. Um, as part of our National Partner Apology Hotline, we uh, encourage you to send us a voice memo so we can pass on a sincere sorry to those who um, we need to share our lives with, Matt. It's partners we've chosen, you oh. know. You don't got to tell me, Alex Dyson. Now, is there anything that you would like to apologise to your partner, Woods is the Goods, for this week? There is, Matt, and that is I'm extremely sorry. It was Woods' birthday this week, and um, I did change my hair as a result. I walked, I got home, I took off my hood, and I said, happy birthday. And look, she did like the hair, but she was very, very keen to keep platting the rat. And so, as I've, Australia was, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed, you know. Mm. I thought you had at least another week to let the rat tongue lick the nation. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, that's that's not a fun thing that she can do anymore. But um, potentially one day the rat will be back. Who knows? In this crazy old world. So. We thought we'd ask you, what are you apologising to your partner or indeed anyone in your life for? And you hit us up on at matt.and.alex. A reminder, the winner gets a robe. So let's see who's going to be sitting back in comfort in the knowledge that their partner will forgive them, but also that sweet, sweet hooded comfort. Here it is. G'day, guys. It's uh, Cohen here from Ballarat. I'd just like to apologise to my partner, Sarah, for... um. Well, not always cleaning the tort after using it. And uh, last night, copped a bit of a um, an ear bashing. I could hear it from the toilet while I was making dinner. Um, yeah. So, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> There's no explanation as to what happened there. <laughs> G'day, boys. Alex here from Melbourne. I want to apologise to my partner, Sophie. I went to get some breakfast at the supermarket on Saturday and Sophie asked me to get some avocado. There wasn't any avocado at the supermarket, so I got her nothing. In retrospect, nothing was not a good replacement for <laughs> avocado. Sorry. Hey guys, Megan from Melbourne here. I just have to apologise to my partner, Luke because we had a second fridge that was utilised as a beverage fridge. And I thought it'd be more cost-effective and better for the environment if we downgraded it to a bar fridge. So we sold our old fridge, I made him deliver it, like I made my partner deliver it. Then I went and picked up, we went and picked up a new fridge, like a bar fridge. And when we get there, it was an actual size fridge. But I was too scared to tell them no, so we ended up taking it home and now we are back to square one with <laughs> a lot of fridge moving in between. So, sorry, Luke. Oh, Megan oh, from Melbourne. No. I, think, I think we have to give her that. Just carrying fridges for fun. <laughs> Oh, I know, and not to think, not to mention all the like the friends that you might have had to call with the yeah. Utes to get that happening as well. The hair trolleys, the lifting. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> a, a hard-earned thirst from a bev fridge needs a good cold robe, and the best cold robe is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Megan, you got yourself a robe. Thank you very much for um, apologising to your partner. I'm sure he's very forgiving of that one, and you can. Crack a couple of cold ones in the fridge. It's good to have a good to have a sizable bear fridge. I would have thought, Matt. It's nice to have a big fridge so you can put the robe in it uh, on the hot days when summer <laughs> yeah. comes around. Really chill, 
chill yourself down. Perfect stuff. Thank you very much. Let's get on with the show. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, the Australian government obviously not listening to All Day Breakfast this week and hearing the powerful environmental message I gave of the song I remembered delivering in grade five about taking care of the environment. They are launching a $600 million gas-fired power plant. Oh, I saw this all over it's, Twitter. People are getting mad, eh? Yeah, the old fossil fuels still seem to be... Um, Coming out, but... I heard it's look, only going to be open... Well, this is just what I heard on Twitter, so I don't know anything. Someone said it's only going to be operating, what, 2% of the year or something, <laughs> that, that it only actually employed... It'll only employ 11 people once constructed. I mean, that's not to say that it's not going to employ a lot of people in the construction of it. Mm. Um, but uh, that's just what... I, I don't mean, I don't... I'm not, I'm not weighing in on this, all right? All right. I'm a, well, let it be known now, I'm a coward and I will not be... <laughs> I will he doesn't not be want, slandering doesn't want some government. mean tweets coming out uh, about him. So we will go on from that. But a lot of you did hear the great song from primary school this week and have got in touch with your own, which is awesome, Matt O'Kine. Do you know what? Because give us a little rendition of the of the Enviro rap that you still remember from your year five days. I was walking through the park one summer's day when this young little kid came running my way. I said, hey, little dude, what is up? He said, my dog just swallowed a plastic cup, yo. And then your beatbox comes boom, in. Yeah. Boom, boom, oh yeah. Okay. Well, look, you. I, everyone Plastic was like, "Plastic cup was thrown on the ground, not in the bin, ready for a dog to eat." I mean, that's just not acceptable. Everyone was like, "I can't believe you remember that from year five, right?" But then I was like, "I don't know if I remember any songs from that young." But what I do remember is first year uni, two thousand and three. Right, I was in a class with a guy called Brad McMurray, well-known actor. Now you might have spotted him on Neighbours or of various different TV shows. Anyway, he was telling me that his son at the time was around about, oh, he, his son was quite young and was going through a uh, fascination with, you know, just like toilet stuff as you do when you're like four or whatever. Yep. And he said, oh, he keeps singing this song at home. And this song has been stuck in my head what? ever since 2003. <laughs> his son's, his four-year-old son's song has been stuck in my head ever since. And it goes like this, sit on the fence. Slide down the fence and rip your pants. And I, I've, I've loved it. It's stuck in my head ever since. I Is don't it know a, why. Based on a true story or? I don't know. I just He just told me the story, that it, this song that his son had made up. And I've, anytime I think about little songs like that, I'm like, sit on the fence, slide down the fence and rip your pants. Coming to a Diver City album near you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, the good news is our producer Bron has a song from school as well. G'day, Bron. Hello. You got a little song you used to sing back in the day? Well, remember all the words too? Me and Marsh, you were talking that we couldn't believe that you remembered yours from grade five. And then I was like, well, actually, I think I remember one from when I was probably in grade five as well. I have to preface this. I went to a Catholic school. Okay. So okay, is this an original really... though? Is this a Bron original? Yes. It's th- that's important to the story, though. This is a Catholic song. Okay, uh, but, okay. but written and performed by Bron, yes. producer Bron, as she was known back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, go for it. Oh, Mary, you're so fine, you're so plain, you blew God's mind. Go, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Whoa! And how did the that teachers react w- to that? <laughs> Loved it. Okay. Mary was so fine, she blew God's mind. Go Mary. <laughs> and is that is that why he picked her to hold 
you know, the divine, what was it called? The Don't look at me, man. But what's the divine? <laughs> the divine miracle. Of yeah, really, but like, oh, there's a word for it. Not insemination, but you know what I mean. <laughs> No, nah, I don't. Oh, the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception, that's what uh, it is. Ah, yes. The I Divine Insemination. I do remember that Madonna album. <laughs> immaculate Conception, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, we've also got Chris from Melbourne. G'day, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. Before we start, thank you very much for coming to our first birthday the other week. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, it was great to see you guys. It was uh, it was a really good um, really good time. Oh, good vibes. Well, look, if we'd known that you are going to be joining our podcast with uh, a Chris... Original, then uh, we would have gotten you on stage, or, or is it an original, Chris? Did you make up no, this song? No, I actually didn't make it up. It was just it was one that I remember where someone actually claimed that they made it up, but I'm pretty sure it, it is actually in a proper song that Ooh. like well, the, like a kids' song or something. But that someone at uh, at the time claimed that they made it up and they <laughs> sung it and and, and yeah, it was just and did people believe them? Oh, I did. I'd never heard it before. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, but you remember to this day all of the words. Yeah, well, it's a very short song, but it's it's actually a, a never-ending song. Oh, is uh, it the song that never ends? Yeah, that one, yeah. So hit us, you better hit oh, us. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> come on. This is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing and not knowing what it was. Oh, Lamb Chops, play along. Oh, come on. I mean, I remember that from Lamb Chops, play along, which was a great morning TV show during the school holidays sometimes. I sung that song on the 415 bus all the way from Indrapilly to Tuong, okay, over and over again, singing it out the window. Everyone on the bus must have been driven mad, but... I love yeah, that song, and I love the I, I'd, actually, I'd actually never heard of it before, and then someone at school was like, yeah, yeah, I made this song and started singing it, and then, then yeah, just that, that was where it came from for me. Incredible Oh, yeah, it was work. all laughs until Lamb Chops, buddy, slammed him with a copyright <laughs> uh, <laughs> infringement. That is they it. They were never seen again. Uh, well, thank you for reminding us of the beauty of Lamb Chops, uh, Christopher. No we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers, and if you've got a song that you remember all the words to, always here for you to um, step up on stage and perform. It's great. I thought it was. I thought Chris was going to sing like uh, Vitamin C Friends Forever or something like that, the primary school leaving song. I'm just trying to figure out if Lamb Chops actually did start it or whether it was just the version that I know. No, it's the closing credits was the song that never ends for Lamb Chops, yeah. Uh, okay. I but I don't think Lamb Chops invented it. Little lamb chops. Lamb chops was so cute. It was always oh, there's just... still a little bit of an edge to lamb chops from memory. <laughs> the the little sock puppet. <laughs> oh, I just want to give lamb chops a big old hug. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on with the show. This is the podcast that never ends. Well, Alex Sison, I don't like labels. <laughs> You know? No, you constantly ignore dry clean only. You, uh... <laughs> I tell you what, I've got a suit that has seen many weddings and very few cleanings. <laughs> do, you have, do, you, do you have to clean suits? Like how often? I, I don't know, but if if I can't get it off with a with a wet wipe, then uh, <laughs> that's about as far as my cleaning of suits goes. Yeah, the um, one time one time I cleaned a suit <laughs> was when I brought it out, brought it out of the bag because that's where you keep 
keep your suit in the bag. They'll just mould all over it. Oh, I think I've been there for yeah. so long. And I'm like, oh, boy. You know, I've I've pushed through stains, cannot push through mould. That's one of the times. That's when you know it's probably best to go to the uh, the old dry cleanies, the yeah. DCs. But, no, I don't like labels, you know. I mean, people really want to place labels on you, don't oh. they, you know? Oh, know. you're sex symbol for me. Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, comedian. Uh, oh, you're yeah. a comedian. You have to, everything you do has to be hilarious because you're a comedian. Oh, you're a vegan. You must mm. comply with in every part of your life to no animal cruelty. You're a, you, like, I don't mind what you do, right? But I just don't like the labeling, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, someone, someone chooses not to eat meat, suddenly they're like, other people are grilling them. Oh yeah, but what about your phone? Don't you realize that the that the forests are getting mm. destructed to your phone? You're a hypocrite. And it's like, well, they're just trying to not eat meat or animal products, okay? It's like someone says, Oh, I'm a footballer. And they get, you're like, hang on, catch them playing basketball. You said you're you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. You were a footballer. It's, labeled. It's it's the labels, man. It's like people, you can't you just be. Exactly. But I saw a I saw an, a label that has been popping up recently. This 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 made some some headlines across the weekend. Right. And uh, I'll be intrigued to know whether Bronwyn, our uh, producer, um, was across this as well. And it was a t- it was this label. The geriatric millennial. You heard of that? <laughs> I've not I, I've not heard of it. Well, okay, it's making uh, making some ripples around the internet. The geriatric Millennial. Now, this was... Uh, now, that seems like a, what is it, oxymoron. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing, right? But then they're saying that people born between the years of 1980 and 1985, in a sense, have that oxymoronical relationship when it comes to technology. See? Mm. Um, so Erica Darwin uh, is an author who published an article in The Medium, uh, on Medium, discussing what this sort of label meant, right? So they'd be the oldest, the end of the millennial generation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See? Uh, and they, were, they grew up with both analog and digital forms of communication. Okay? They're the ones who know that the little little save button is a floppy disk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's still the people who still answer the phone like this, but... Finger you know, and thumb out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also know what it was like to have to get up to change the channel. <laughs> Do you you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, they know what the dial-up sound is. Mm. Kids these days, they wouldn't know, right? And so you're finding in, a, in the booming sense, right, in, in workplaces that having both of this knowledge to connect to the higher, the older workforce oh. and the younger millennials is starting to, they're starting to find their Very way in valuable. the executive level. Exactly. Get a millennial that can do both. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just, uh, it, it's people are, people are annoyed though. Are you, were you born then? No, you, you're born after nah, that. No, I'm 88. Ah, yeah. okay. But I, I mean, I still want to know what those things are. Maybe you fit into this next category. That's uh, younger millennials who are born on the cusp of Gen Z. They're referred to as Xennials. 
Well, that'd be that'd be in the nineties, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. It's ninety three to ninety eight. So here's here. So look, I'm, what am the... I? I'm just a I'm just a boomer millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ancient. I'm not new. I'm just sitting in that mid midsection, hogging all the Franken credits. <laughs> yeah, aka so... memes. <laughs> <laughs> so look, this is what this is what news.com.au um, have put down. Okay, listing all the generations. So here you is, so you know where you fit. In this, all right, 1925 to 1945. Okay, that's the silent generation. A big hello to our silent listeners. <laughs> if, if anyone who's listening to this right now was born before 1945, <laughs> send us a letter, okay, and let us know where you're listening from and how we can get in touch because we would love yep. to chat to you. Then, of course, 1946 to 1964, you got the baby boomers, mm. all right. Um, shout out to... The boomers out there listening. And I know there's a few of you. Yeah, more see, likely. See you, see you sliding in the DMs. 1965, 1980, Gen X. Okay, we all know that one. Um, but then 1977 to 1983, that's Xennials, but with an X. Oh, okay. gotcha. Like Xena, the warrior princess, Xennials. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. But then you've got 1980 to 1985, okay, geriatric millennials. <laughs> Then you've got 1981 to 1996. Okay, that's just the very broad millennials, also known as Gen Y. That's where you sit. Uh, yep. Okay, within Gen Y, heading into Gen Z, you've got 1993 to 1998, the Zennials with a Z. Okay. There's a lot of crossover here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, there's a lot of people on the cusp. This is... I'm on, I'm on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer for the star sign. I feel like these generations were written in the Marvel Universe. Okay, there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Every single generation is crossing over into the next one. I don't know where, but who belongs where anymore? 1997 to 2012, that's Gen Z. I tell you what, for a man who doesn't like labels, you're throwing a lot of them at me. <laughs> and finally, I'm only saying because I didn't know what this next one was, 2013 to the present, okay, so we're talking about eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, including my daughter, Sophia, two years old, Generation Alpha. So there you go. Where, I still don't know where where the official names have come up with and, you know, who's in charge of them. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's a committee. I think it's just if it gets tweeted enough, then that's it. <laughs> And like it seems well, now it's going to be generation beta is going to be next and then we're, it's there's no creativity anymore. When we start well we don't know we could be uh I don't know it could be TT generation TT as in generation TikTok the you know the <laughs> first people whose births were broadcast in 45 second vids online you know you never know. Yeah. Anyway, sure. shout out to all my fellow geriatric millennials out there. We're going to take over the workforce. Buy all the properties. <laughs> Tell all these whinging Gen Zers to take their TikToks and yeah. log off. <laughs> That'll show them. You do sound geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you are because you've got a smartphone, but you're still on prepaid. I mean, that's <laughs> the perfect description. No nasty surprises, Alex Dice. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you. No nasty surprises. All Day Breakfast, with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm -mm. Yeah, and that brings to an end today's episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for joining us, no matter which uh, group you belong to, uh, as far as millennials or boomers or 
as we said, the silent generation. Uh, feel free to make your voice heard. I'm anti-label. But what I do like is labelling days of the week. And tomorrow is Friday. We've got a massive show for you. We're going to be joined by these guys. That's right. Pond is going to be on the podcast. We've got Nick and Jay going to be hanging out with us tomorrow for a fun Friday show. That should be a good time. So we'll catch you then. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.